Hey, what's up? Hello, and welcome to the show. This is the PB and Jargon podcast. We're back from the hiatus, and today I have a special guest who I'm going to introduce in just a little bit. But first, we're going to head to a short commercial. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I've already said before that when we have guests on the show, uh, we're going to switch it up. So we're not going to go into any of the normal segments on the show. We're just going to talk to our special guests. And today we have a special guest, one of my best friends right right about now. I don't know about the future. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. This is my, That's fair. one of my best friends, Kale Engelkiss, That's everybody. Me. I am the second chap on the hit international show, Two Chaps and a Mic. And if you're confused on what he's referencing, uh, Kale and I, first semester and second semester. Before we got bit, kicked out. Before we got kicked out. We had a radio show on campus called Two Chaps and a Mic. And it was awesome. And, you know, when we were in the radio lab, it was kind of ironic because we both had a mic. But in yeah, this so, case... It's okay. In this case, it's we quite, actually have one mic this time, so we're not lying to you people when we say that lying. we're two chaps and a mic. Awesome for once, literally for two once chaps. My and conscience a mic. is clear for once. So yeah, we are quite literally two chaps and a mic right now. And Kale, uh, I'm gonna be very uh, broad with you here, uh, and I'll see. give you opportunities just to kind of tell. Your story, use like my silver tongue, you know, whatever you want to tell people about uh, my thing with this podcast that I've said before is that I believe that everybody's got a story and um, it should be yours to tell. Uh, and everybody's unique and they have their own perspectives. So and I know yours is very unique and Dang, you're, Parker, very, that's, that's you're very a very profound. awesome guy. Yes, very, profound. very profound, especially coming from you. Especially, what is that supposed to I, I'm going to ignore that. You know exactly what that means. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that, and we're going to move on. But So, Kale, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing, where you're from. Um, yeah. So just... I was born into a very poor potato farming family in Ireland. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you didn't. No, no I wasn't. Um, I was born in Marshall, Minnesota, which is like, I can't do math, like two hours away from Sioux Falls. Farm country. Farm country. And uh, I did not grow up in Marshall. I simply was born in Marshall because the town that I come from is very, very small. Farm uh, like, country. Yes, exactly. Farm <laughs> country. We have more more cows than we have people, I think, which is very weird because Minnesota doesn't even produce a whole lot of cows. No, they don't. So I was, uh, I, I was born in Marshall, raised in Slayton, Minnesota, where... I basically lived my whole life. Like my whole family was right there in that tiny community of Slate, Minnesota. Like my grandma Lou, she lived on Main Street with my grandpa Jim, and my grandma Betty and grandpa Ernie lived right along the highway there. So both of my grandparents lived in the same town. My parents were both from that town. They had went to high school together, and then they fell in love and made me. Made um, you? Yes, yes of course. <laughs> You know, from from dust or whatever, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure how that works. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, I lived in Slayton my entire life. Went to the small, small, small school of Murray County Central because Murray County was the county that I was born in. And fun fact about Murray County that I've said before to you, I know, mm -hmm. is that it's the only county in Minnesota that does not have even one stoplight. Not even like, one. Like, Slayton is a tiny town, but it's the biggest town in Murray County. And that's kind of sad. It really that's is. saying something. It really is. The biggest attraction we had in that town was the county fair, which would happen every year except for this year because of coronavirus and all those concerns. It was the biggest tourist attraction uh, you ever seen. I guess we did also have the Autumn Boutique, which attracted a lot of old ladies to come to Slayton. Well, that's where it's at, man. Well, yeah, you can go and buy autumn decorations for your house and, like, kettle corn and whatnot. Oh, well, the kettle corn, that's worth it. Yeah. Uh, there was the hospice rummage sale. Ah. Basically... Uh, hospice of Murray County, which was also located in Slayton, 
uh, came together every year to have a big, big rummage sale for people all around to come and rummage through and see what there is, which was, I have a unique perspective on that too, because my mom was actually, was actually, and is currently a hospice social worker. Mm. So a lot of the times I spent a lot of my summer days working at the hospice rummage sale, seeing all the people from the surrounding county come in <laughs> to see what there is to see. But yeah, Slayton was a very tiny town with no electricity. I farmed <laughs> potatoes in my backyard. <laughs> no, I didn't farm potatoes at my backyard. I farmed potatoes at my grandpa's house. Grandpa I promise Ernie's. you he does not have an obsession with potatoes. What? No. No. What was your favorite toy, Mr. Potato Head? Oh, ah, there God, it is. I got him again. Let me tell you, Toy Story changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I had a very rebellious uh, class, which was ironic because our uh, high school mascot was the Rebels. Ah, so yes. it kind of fit. The one story that I always think of whenever I try to just nail nail in how rebellious my uh my my class was was the the, the Gandhi inspired salt marches that uh, we had back in sixth grade sixth or fifth grade I think it was fifth grade actually but uh, yeah <laughs> the story behind that is this was back uh, when the school lunches were being changed right mm. for for the worse obviously <laughs> and we our there. our elementary school thought it would be a fantastic idea to get rid of chocolate milk while they were making all of these decisions. And obviously, with us fifth graders, that did not fly very oh, well. Heck no. So. How dare you. How dare you. Yeah, exactly. How dare you get rid of our our right to chocolate milk. Our right to dairy. <laughs> our right to dairy. So, basically, it was like a week after the chocolate milk was gone and we weren't just gonna sit there and fold we were we were gonna rebel because by god it was our right to assemble peacefully and do this protest so one day after school my entire class somehow coordinated it so that we could all stay stay after school and not get on the bus or whatever and go home and we we got to workshop and we had a geneva convention right there <laughs> in our fifth grade uh class where we, we got together and we, we thought and we plotted on how we could get the chocolate milk back in the cafeteria. And it, it was like an hour or so with nothing good happening until someone reminded us of what we were learning in history. And I guess it's not Gandhi. We call it the Gandhi Salt March for some reason, but it was more MLK inspired because we were learning about Martin Luther King Jr. and all that stuff that you learn about in fifth grade mm -hmm. in our history class. So we decided that the best way to go about this was to do a peaceful protest boycott of the school lunches. And how we would do this is we'd get our entire class to order hot lunch one day. Uh, and instead of eating the hot lunch, we would just um, bring our... Uh, sack lunches to school instead of getting the hot lunch that we ordered. So when we bring our sack lunches to school, we never give them our lunch number, so they never charge us for the meal that they got ready for that us in the, in the hot meal, hot, hot well. So our entire class of 70, which might not sound big, but that was the biggest graduating class in Murray County Central history until we had like 20 dropouts, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our entire class of, at the time, 70, all got, we, we in one act of come, Civ camaraderie, civil disobedience. civil disobedience, of camaraderie, all 70 of us brought our own sack lunches to school after ordering the hot lunch. And we sat down and we ate our sack lunches and all the cooks were confused, all the, <laughs> all the other staff were confused. It was... Just oh. grand confusion and financial damage. <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, after that, uh, some continued for the rest of the week, while some couldn't because, you know, people have different mm -hmm. economic standings and whatnot. Yeah. I did it for a few more days. I don't think I did it for the entire week. But eventually, the 
they were losing a bunch of money on mm -hmm. this scheme that the principal called in some of the revolutionary leaders. The revolutionary. Yeah, like like they got sent to the office, uh, and and they discussed terms. And by God, the next like the next week, chocolate milk was back, just like that. Man, like that that almost doesn't sound real. That's just like genius. It is genius what, civil disobedience. We were we were big brain fifth graders. What can That's I right. say? I yeah. Mean, Man, that, that's incredible. I think there was a reason the elementary paraprofessionals said that we were the worst class they ever had and that we were never going to achieve anything in life. Like, those were their words, not ours. Uh, well, they, you achieved getting chocolate milk We did get chocolate milk So back. they already were wrong. There were so many other instances of us just completely disregarding what the adults <laughs> said. And then they ended up loving us at the end of high school. Like, they, they said that they were going to miss us and all that. So yeah, uh, that is. They would just be nice. <laughs> that was the time my class uh, started a revolution to get chocolate milk back. That's a classic story. There How was is that song? not like? It needs to be made into a movie. Like yeah, that needs to be made into a movie badly. <laughs> that funny story about that. Now that you got me thinking, my buddy Josh, who went to school with me, yeah, who was. Not the brightest kid, still isn't. He and I were. <laughs> if Josh listens to this, he's totally calling you. Love on. you, Josh. It's okay. Uh, we would, uh, we we reminisce about our about the good old days, you know, yeah, of elementary back school back in the day, and we were compiling all these things that we remember, like the one time he punched a wall because he was mad at the paras and he broke his hand. Or the other time where he stabbed through his hand with a pencil because he was mad at the principal. Or the time Jake, my former roommate, did the ah. knife song with the backside of a pencil <laughs> and like stabbed into his hand and drew blood. Oh, that's nice. Or the the saga of the cheese fight, which is a whole nother bag of words. You got like beautiful titles for all of these stories. Absolutely. I was these, like, these what? things, I, I line them up in my head and I go, Wow, we really did that, didn't we? <laughs> like, like, I wish I could, like, name things like that. I mean, I do have one story. I'm not going to tell it right now. I'll tell you probably some other time. Like, right. we were at a camp, and I, I remember we looked back on it, and we called it the Great Cologne War. But, you know. <laughs> I can that, just about imagine that, what that, that looks like. It, oh, it's probably way different from what you think. <laughs> but it's it's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I wish I had fantastic names for the stories. Yeah. It's I gotta tell the story of the cheese fight now. Uh, you gotta do it, man. Okay, it's well, a saga. Okay. So to set the scene, Ooh. I had a pretty expansive friend group in high school. I don't know if we were all like super friends or whatever, but basically the friend group revolved around me and Jake. because uh, we had been friends forever. And forever. people came and they went and our lunch table was huge because of You had an empire at the lunch. We had room. an empire. It was mostly it was Jake and I and Josh and you've met Jack. He yes. was here the other day. Mm -hmm. And then we had some other guys who would come and sit by us and some girls who would come and sit by us and all that stuff. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I didn't know Kale was good with the ladies. I'm not. I know. Okay, my bad. But like we had we had a kid named Gavin, a kid named Dominic, a kid named Connor, uh, and all that. But anyway, every day Jack it has it's another thing to do with bringing sack lunches, but it's not in a huge uh, posse. Basically what it was is Jack didn't like the school food at all. Mm -hmm. He would always bring his own lunch uh, every single day unless there was something the, like This is the Jack good. that I've yes, met. Yes, this right? is the okay. Jack that you've met. Uh, I mean, from the looks of him, uh, he looks like a guy that would revolt against school lunch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Any kind of authority. But anyway, <laughs> which again fits into our mascot being the rebel. Ah, yes. Uh, so Jack would bring his own sack lunch every single day. And at the end of lunchtime, we could go outside and like wait until the bell rang for us to get out of there and go to classes and whatnot. Or you could either go outside, you could go to the library, you could just hang out in the hallway there, you could hang out in the lunchroom, just like just wait around until lunch is over and you have to go back to class. Uh, Jack would bring his own lunch every single day. And one day he brought himself a cheese stick. 
right? So uh, Jack didn't eat the cheese stick that day. Uh, and he was like, you know, I'm just not really feeling it. We can, we can, whatever. I'm, it's, no, it's no big deal. It's just a cheese stick. He'll save it for later. But we had this brilliant idea that we could throw it at each other uh, when we went outside, which we did. Uh, we, uh, yes. we basically played catch with this cheese stick where we either toss it or pitch it at each other because, you know, it's just guys being dudes. You just know? guys being dudes, man. And there was this uh, older class, like, there's a, our lunches had both my grade in there and the grade above us in there, depending mm -hmm. on what classes you took. Yeah. So during this thing while we're pitching cheese sticks at each other outside and trying to catch it. Uh, one person missed. Uh, Jack Jack had thrown it to someone and they had missed. I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was me, but it could have very well been me because I'm about as coordinated as a blind squirrel. But Jack threw this cheese stick through the air and it missed whoever he was throwing it at. I'm not naming names. And it hit one of the older guys in the back. And he said, hey, who threw this cheese stick at me? And like he got really mad at it and he like pitched it back really hard. And he said, Don't do that again or you'll regret it. And Jack, being the very genius that he is, did it again. <laughs> <laughs> this time it was on purpose. So he threw the cheese stick at him and basically he got the crap beat out of him uh, because he threw this cheese stick at these older guys. It was freaking sweet <laughs> it wasn't it was, it, was a, it was a whole thing and basically for the rest of the day uh we spent it in the cheese uh, in the principal's office because jack had thrown a a stick of cheese at a bunch of older guys and they beat the crap out of him and it was awesome uh it i never got awesome yeah we never really got like in trouble for it i don't know if they did either they were my friends they were just older guys. Just a bunch of dudes. Just guys being dudes, you know. Just guys being dudes, yeah. beating people up for throwing cheese. Yeah. It's fine. It was great. Uh, that was that was in high school, by the way. <laughs> so, like, I was after, it was after our rebellious, our super rebellious fifth and sixth grade year. And this was when the paras, the paraprofessionals had started uh, enjoying us a little bit more. Something like that. So, yeah. Those are two of my greatest high school stories. Fond memories. Absolutely. I mean, probably not a fond memory for Jack, but... No, no, no. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's just... I have so many, so many stories of back then. And looking back at it now, that place sure was something. It was something. Yeah. You know, high school, just in general, it's... It's really weird to look back on that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sure we're going to have, I mean, we already have plenty. Like, this past year alone has felt like years. Four in one. Like, because yeah. of all the all the stuff that's happened here yeah. on campus, too. Mm -hmm. it just, it's been so jam-packed, and every day is just something new. It really is. But, it's like, something. it's weird to think we're going to look back on college the same way almost. Yeah, I'm going to look back on it like, wow, I really started a Shoots and Ladders League, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> which, by the way, is actually happening. You know it. Uh, we'll eventually have posters around campus. If you're yeah. listening and you're a USF student, keep your eyes peeled for Shoots and Ladders League. I just finished the poster. Already. It looks pretty dank. I just need to make it bigger, and I need to strategically think of where I want to put them so that the most people can see them. Exactly. Because graphic design is my passion. That's right. <laughs> Very passionate about graphic design. It turned out really well. Design. I know I know no one else can see it, but I, I have the the first prototype in there. I don't know if I'll ever remake it. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. I'm, it's awesome. It's my proudest achievement ever. Like ever. I can drop out now. No, don't do that. We need you. Too late. We need you in choir stuff. Oh, yeah, choir. I'm in the cool choir now. You, yeah, you're in the cool choir. I'm in two different choirs, yeah, like including, the cool, or... including the cool choir. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we probably won't call it the cool choir. Corral. Corral? Oh, corral pals now. Yeah, corral pals. Corral pals. But, yeah, uh, 
did you i thought you said you did choir in high school as I well did. correct yes i did uh tell us a little bit about uh your involvement in not not necessarily just, just choir, choir but uh stuff, the fine art the, the fine arts everything that you're about or that you were involved in in high school and how you've yeah. gotten involved here at usf gotcha so basically I was a uh, poor Irish potato farmer, uh, born and raised in Ireland with, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> you could have just keep going back I to that story. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my fondest first memories. Uh, so, uh, I am a very kooky bird, uh, if you can't tell just by how I'm speaking. Of course. But, um... <clears throat> I was very involved in the fine arts of Slayton, Minnesota, as well as I could be, being that there was like no funding for it. Ah, well, so that's nice. I yeah, well, uh, small county. Exactly, yeah, small county. They basically just funded everything into football, which was not cool because we weren't even good. Not good. No, but I was in as involved in the arts as Slayton could have allowed me to be. And I also ran cross country, but that's a whole nother can of beans. Uh, anyway, I was in choir all throughout high school, except for my final semester senior year, where I took uh, college speech instead because I finally qualified for it, uh, which I guess could be seen as a fine art. But yeah, I was in junior high choir for seventh and eighth grade. I was in uh, high school concert choir. Uh, from ninth grade to 12th grade, I joined Rebel Voices, which is our jazz group that meets every morning at 7. You 7:15. like jazz? You like jazz? Uh, which was our, our jazz group that met every morning at 7.15. Which I'm not a morning person, oh, so that yeah, really sucks. I, I already know that about you. Yeah, uh, I was in Rebel Voices from, I think, 10th grade through senior and I actually got an award for that. Like Jake and I both got an award from our choir teacher. Every year they do like senior awards. Say, hey, bro, you're great at choir, but he gives it. Yeah, he gives it out to two people. The uh, story of how I decided to join choir was: you have been through the American high school education <laughs> system, correct? Oh uh, yes. I thought as much. Uh, and you know that they, in music class, make you play the recorder, correct? Oh, well, that was a long time ago. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I sucked at the recorder. <laughs> you know what? I don't think there's, I don't think it's possible to be good at that, though. No. To be fair, like, even if you're good, it sounds terrible. Yeah. Like, if you can find one song that sounds good on the recorder, by all means, Send it into the PBN Jargon podcast Titanic. Instagram. Uh, Titanic? No. Titanic theme. No, I don't even want to. <laughs> I don't even. I'm hearing it in my head. Wait, that's you don't even part. need to do that. I'm hearing it in my head, and I hate it. Yeah, exactly. It sucks. <laughs> anyway, the recorder. The recorder is. The recorder sucks, dude. I hate the recorder. <laughs> it's so bad. And I was not good at playing it, and basically, I was like, you know what? Playing instruments sucks. I'm just going to sing. So I'm going to sing. I joined choir because I, I like music. I enjoyed music, and I wanted to keep doing that. But I didn't want to play an instrument. <laughs> and now I kind of regret that because now I've, I've, I've wanted to play the guitar for a while. Yeah. But I've never got around to it. And my grandma says I have really good piano playing hands. I mean, and your hands are huge. My hands bro. are massive. Court said the same thing. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm jealous of your hands. So I would like to learn how to play the piano too but i never learned how and it's easier to learn when you're younger than it is when you're old and well, that's for sure and that goes for most things. yeah when you're an old fart like me <laughs> you can't teach dogs new tricks I'm too basically. old to be this young I, yeah i'm too old no i'm too young to be this old oh my bad i did that totally reverse yeah you're ruining my it's fine i'm losing my mind it's okay you're getting old too i am getting old but yeah so i was in choir for however long and I, not to not to brag or anything, but I, uh, you know, I got uh, some superiors on my, uh, what were they, solo ensemble? Where, solo ensemble? Yeah. 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 Wait, just, 
Wait, that that totally contradicts it. Like a solo within an ensemble, like song. no, it's solo slash ensemble. But I don't say slash because that's stupid. Okay, it's solo ensemble. So like you can uh, okay. do solos, or you can do ensembles, or okay. you can do both. See, and it's it's a packed name. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I got. I, I basically just did really good on my solo ensembles. Uh, I'm really cool and I'm really awesome. I do cool skateboard <laughs> tricks. I can do no, an ollie. Don't. I don't know how to really skateboard. Don't get that rumor started. It's anyway, fine. <laughs> yeah, choir was a big passion for me. And I was really conflicted about dropping it for college speech, my final year of high school. But I decided, you know, my my grade's a bunch of, bunch of competitive cheaters. I might as well do it since I... Uh, qualify now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I took college speech my final semester of high school instead of choir because they were at the same time for some reason. It so, yeah, happens. It happens. And other fine arts, I was involved in theater for as long as I could be. I actually started in sixth grade, which was a year before you're actually supposed to be able to in my high school because it's supposed to be seventh grade on up, but they were doing a production called Damn Yankees, so they needed some child actors to come mm-hmm. in. So they're like, ah, sixth graders are basically kids. Basically kids. Basically they're kids. So Basically. basically. <laughs> so I got to do that, and I really enjoyed that, and it really festered my, my... – oh, wait, no, I lied. The first time I ever oh, did theater – The first time I ever did theater was in the now-defunct – Community theater when uh, I was eight. Now defunct. When now did defunct. that Like when did that? When I was nine. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's big sad. Yeah. So that's been gone for a while. But we did this. It was a it was a radio show. Oh. Quote unquote. Hey. Of Pinocchio. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. And I got to play the part of Pinocchio. Ah. In this radio show stage thing. Where it wasn't, it wasn't actually a radio show, but it was like in the style of the 1930s, where the radio was basically all they yeah. had, and it was people standing with their scripts there, and they would read, they would read it as it was. So, like, uh, if Pinocchio had a line, he'd read it right off the paper, but with like mm-hmm. different inflections and stuff like that. So basically, it was it was voice acting to a theatrical audience. Which is probably the best way I could have described that ever. I don't think I've ever described it like that. I just pulled well, that out of my hat. Hey, just fantastic. Yeah. So, first ever production was when I was eight, and then I kept it up through sixth grade through high school. Some of my most notable roles were I played Rooster in Annie, which was so much fun. I <laughs> loved that role. That was back when I was like in tenth grade or something like that. Uh. I played, yeah, Rooster and Annie. That was a lot of fun. And the song Easy Street is still one of my favorite ah. my favorite uh, musical things that I've... You know, musical things. Yeah, musical thing. Yeah. Musical music. Yeah, song. Song, that's the word. You know, song. I don't know why I was blanking on the word song there. But anyway... It happens. It, it does happen, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not very smart. Anyway, uh, I also played King Triton in I, I figured we were going to get to that one eventually because i mean i've seen the pictures and they're wonderful they are they're beautiful <laughs> play king triton senior year which was a very different role for me because that role was basically secondary antagonist yeah when normally i would play the comic relief like rooster was another antagonist i guess mm-hmm. but he was also the comic relief yeah so it kind of worked I played the Mad Hatter in this production called Dorothy in Wonderland, okay. which was the comic relief in there, too. And let me tell you, the makeup and stuff for that was crazy. Like, they curled my hair and they, <laughs> like, colored my hair. So I didn't even get a wig for that. Ooh. And then just all white face. You know, like the, the, the Tim Burton? Yeah. That's what I looked like. Yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, but... It was not fun getting all that no, stuff I, out I of my hair that. and stuff. Uh, I played in this, my first ever like big role was when I was in eighth grade for a play we did. It was called Murder in the Knife Room, which was like a spoof of all those mm-hmm. detective murder shows. Yeah. And the role I played was Pompous Millionaire. 
and like everyone had names like that. Like there was mysterious host and like <laughs> there was one person who was just called serial killer. <laughs> That's <laughs> very ominous. Yeah. I really enjoyed that production too, which is a lot of my theater stuff too. So that's basically all of my theater experience throughout the throughout the ages, <laughs> uh, you know, starting from little eight-year-old Kale into this grown twenty-year-old behemoth that grown is sitting Kale. before you. Oh wait, actually, there is one more. Uh, I don't know if you heard or not, but there was this little production that went on here at USF <laughs> called uh, Heaven to Heaven, and that's right. I was very lucky to be a part of that. Uh, that was the first time it had ever been produced. It was right here in. Uh, USF, and it was before all the COVID restrictions started mm -hmm. coming around. So that was a lot of fun. I got to play the Disciple Bartholomew. Uh, good old Bart. Good old Bart, you know, the one that everyone talks about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to be Bart and also the innkeeper at the beginning uh, who told Mary, hey, you can sleep in my barn or whatever. <laughs> Can't do that. But I got to sing this song called Watch Be Ready. I don't know if you heard that or not. Oh, man. It's won a few Grammys already. Yeah, right? I know. It's, I'm kind of a big deal. This song slaps, bro. Yeah, it was fantastic. I felt like I, I nailed that, and it, it just felt good, you know? Like, that whole thing, with or the, that whole uh, audition, the, the whole thing, I, I can't even put into words how I feel about this show. But the, the whole process from auditions to the, the rehearsals to actually dress rehearsal to actually putting it on and letting family and friends come and see it, I, that was fantastic to be a part of. And I, I loved every minute of that. And it was great being in a theater that actually had a budget mm -hmm. because my old theater didn't even get safe equipment <laughs> until my senior year of high school because it was... A legitimate fire hazard mm -hmm. so seeing all the stuff that they did and how they made it work with all the scrims and stuff yeah. and all this tech stuff that i had never seen before it was it was it made my theater nerd heart go crazy dude <laughs> it was so cool and then nerd and then covid happened and we never got to yeah and then we never, never got, got to, to do, do singing, singing in the rain, rain. Yeah. which i i'm kind of conflicted about that because we were nowhere near ready and it was yeah. almost time to perform but it sucks that we put so much effort into all these dances and never get to show them off to anyone. Yeah. Uh, and all that time and energy went to waste. But it, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, USF Theater is going to be back this yeah. next year, but we're going to be live streaming it. Along with improv. Okay. Which is another thing I'm involved in here. Heck yeah. I love improv. Uh, it's just acting, but I don't think, which is good because I don't think anyway. I don't think anyway. I mean, thinking's overrated, man. Oh, okay. It's, it's overrated. It's quick thinking, which I can do, <laughs> but long thinking I cannot do. Yes. All right. So, I mean, that's your theater stuff. Absolutely. Tell, tell us. I mean, you're you're a pretty big deal. I am right kind now. of a big deal. Like a when, bit. when it comes to speech. Oh uh, yeah, speech. That was another thing that I did that I wish I would have done all throughout high school. I started that in ninth grade when it was available for junior high students mm -hmm. as well. But I didn't stay, I like audition, or not audition, there wasn't an audition thing for speech. You just showed up and like, ah, here you go. Uh, <laughs> you're in. Yeah, you're in. Uh, speech, I was a storyteller all throughout I mean, my run. That, that's just you in general. You seamlessly fit that. If you, if you can't tell, I, I like telling stories. But in seventh grade, I went there and dear old Mrs. Hildebrandt was like, oh, Kale. Uh, why is she Irish? Why do I come from an Irish potato family? Not the potatoes again. Oh my gosh. Okay, but keep going. Mrs. Hildebrandt, uh, dear old lady, bless her heart, uh, was the head coach at the time. She retired after my senior year was over because uh, her family is getting old and she wants mm -hmm. to be around to help that. And also, she couldn't do any better than us. So, I mean, uh, you gotta quit while you're ahead. That's right. Quit while you're ahead. She... I went into her room, seventh grade Kale, and she's like, hey, here you go. Here's this book of stories and 15 of them that you have to quote unquote memorize and have an intro and conclusion. And I was still getting used to what the heck a high school was. So I'm like, ah, no thanks. What is school? Yeah. So I dropped out of speech seventh grade instead of sticking with it, which sucked mm -hmm. uh, because I was, I really, I really did enjoy it. 
come ninth grade. But basically, storytelling as is done in Minnesota for the Minnesota high school speech, uh, it, they go off of this book or uh, they switched to online recently, the Gutenberg Project. Okay. They give you 15 stories that on the day of an actual event, you have to be able to tell uh, within seven minutes with an intro and a conclusion plus the story there. So basically, you have these 15 stories that you – it doesn't have to be memorized like they say it does, but you have to be off book. You have to tell a story with your body, with your voices, with your uh, facial expressions, mm -hmm. your stances, all that stuff within seven minutes with an intro and a conclusion, mm -hmm. which is very hard. Yeah. Uh, on the day of a competition, you go into the draw room where all the people from draw categories go. So storytelling, exemplaneous speech, which is basically talk about politics. Mm. Here's some categories you can pick from. There you go. And you exempt go for it. And exempt reading where they would like have a cut from a book where you have to read uh, from this book without stuttering or without just screwing up in general. But storytelling was the fun one. <laughs> so you get 15 stories. You go there. You draw from this manila folder. You put your, your grubby little hands in there. <laughs> and you take three of them out. You look at them. And you choose which one doesn't suck the most. Because a lot of the times you would get ones that suck a lot. Yeah. It's, it, sometimes it's like choosing which arm you would be okay with not having. <laughs> that's, that's how I like to uh, say it. And then you get 30 minutes to prepare in the hallway before you have to go into the actual room and give the speech to this group of people who is there to hear you do the speech. So I started in ninth grade and to begin with, I wasn't super, super good because I was just getting the hang of things, which is yeah. the case with a lot of people who just start speech. Like my brother Rylan, he just started speech before this whole coronavirus stuff happened. Mm -hmm. And he did the exempt speaking because he's pretty, pretty uh, politically sound as uh, they say. And he wasn't very good at it. He was always way under time yeah. instead of way over time, which I tended to do. <laughs> but it's okay. It, it works. It's it's something you got to work at. Yeah, you got to work at it. So my first couple of events, I didn't do so hot. I was a little discouraged. So I put a lot of more work and stuff into it to get better. Uh, I, I guess get better is not the best way I could put that, but that's the easiest way I could put that. I put a lot of work into it to fine-tune my craft. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. So I steadily got better as the year went on, and I could tell these stories. I got most of them memorized, but knowing me, I'm kind of a slacker, so I didn't go all 15. I never went all 15. There's always, like, two or three stories. Like, if I draw it, I'm not going to do it ever. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> ever, no. Yeah, and I mean, that is something that... It's uh, a strategy. It's a strategy, yeah. You got to know what you want to do, even if you don't know what you're prompted. You got to know what you want to do when before you... Yeah, before you do it. Before you do it. You before know? you do it. So I focus on these stories that I, I could tell, and I focus on them to make them better instead of like trying to jam all the eggs in one basket. And as the year goes on, I'm getting better. I'm starting to place, actually, in top six, which was fantastic is a great feeling because like you don't know you're going to get called up there yeah. until they're like can these six people please come up here so you can get your award or whatever and then they butcher your name <laughs> that comes like you're like that comes yeah. like uh so at these high school events i'm doing better but in ninth grade they still consider ninth graders to be junior hires yeah because they consider seventh eighth and ninth grade to be junior hires and they let the ninth graders go to junior high meets which are not as high pressure as the high yeah. school meets because it's a bunch of junior hires and they're not very smart, like me. <laughs> so, first ever one uh, that I ever won was the Marshall Junior High Invitational. So, I I get called up there. I was kind of expecting to get called up. Not, not to brag or anything, but... Well, no, I understand. Yeah. There's sometimes you can just get that feeling. You can just like, get that I feeling. know I nailed it. It's just... Whatever. Yeah, and it, and it what helps. about everybody else? It helps when you get to watch the people. Too. Oh, and you like, got to watch. Them. Like if you, if you go first, 
you can either sit in the room and watch everyone else, okay. or you can just leave. And that goes for a second. You can watch everyone else, except for the guy who went first because he went before you and you were in the hall practicing. Yeah. Uh, and all that. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. I got to watch quite a few people that mean. I'm like, I feel like I did really good. Yeah. I feel like I... I, I just kind of felt it, you know. I was like, okay, I, I expect to be called up. I'm not expecting to win because I had never won before mm -hmm. in my life. I was just still getting the hang of it. And I get up there, and they start calling off names and calling off names. And, like, it, it's just people keep going, and they are not calling my name. I'm like, what? what's going on? Did I win? And <laughs> this, they call the second place up, and they always say the school before they say the name. So if they say a school that isn't yours, you basically know all oh, I just won this thing. <laughs> so they called up a school that wasn't mine, and they go up there, and they get their award and stuff. And as is customary for speech, uh, the the person, the champion of that day gets a standing ovation. Uh, so they all say, and your champion in storytelling from Murray County Central, in my case. And then they would say your name there so that everyone knew who it was. And then they'd all clap. It was a great experience. And... I step up, uh, they say, and your champion in first place from Murray County Central is Cole Inglecheese. <laughs> Cole Inglecheese. Cole Inglecheese. So they not only screw up my first name, which, which how do you for, how do you screw up that first name? It's like, four letters long. It's four letters. C -A -L -E. How does C How does C A L E say Cole? I don't know, man. I've heard it so many times. I don't times. know. I don't know. So they call me Cole Inglecheese. Which I don't have the easiest first. Well, okay, my first name is. There, really there's also no C H yeah. in your last yeah. name. I don't know Where how they did it. Adding letters. I don't know, but yeah, basically, I became Cole Inglecheese from that day forward. Uh, to a lot of people, like my cross country coach would call me Inglecheese when he was like cheering for me, and the same thing happens to Ryland now because he's on the cross country team and Mr. Dam. That's his name, Mr. That's Dam. That's his name. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mr. Dam shouts at the Ingle Cheeses. The Ingle Cheese. Yeah. And yeah, so that was the first time I ever won an event, and they just butchered my name. And it changed your life forever. It changed my life forever. So I continued to get better as the year went on, and come section, some sections, okay, the way speech works is the whole year you're going to invitationals until some section comes up. Mm -hmm. And at some section you have to get top four to move on to sections. And if you got under top four, you, your season is over. So I got like first or second in subsection somehow uh, because subsection is a really small meet because it's just yeah. a very tiny group. And then you move on to sections. Well, at sections, uh, they have final rounds in sections where they don't normally have final rounds in yeah. the other meets. And they would get this big piece of paper and they'd roll it out and have names on it and whatnot. And my name was on it for section finals. And I was so stoked. I was <laughs> like beyond the moon because I was not expecting that at all because it was my first year and I just finaled at sections, mm -hmm. which means you can go to state if mm -hmm. you get top three. And how many were in the final? Uh, there's six people who move on to finals after the pro so after you, the first. So you had to be top three out of six. Yeah, like okay. sections is a big meet, and it's all the good people from the surrounding area going to one meet and competing mm -hmm. their hearts out to make it to state. Yeah. Uh, so I had final at sections my first year of uh, speech, and I was stoked. I was beyond the moon. I. I beat people on my team who had been doing it for way longer than I had. And they were not happy about that because, <laughs> oh, look at this stupid little freshman. Darn freshman. Yeah, exactly. Man, they ruin everything. Except for the freshmen this year at USF. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Uh, except Someone. for the freshmen last year at USF. They were yeah, even yeah cool last year. They were pretty cool. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I go. I perform. I do my best. And it come the awards. We all go up there. And they start naming names. I'm not first, which was impressive because I thought I was going to get sixth out of everyone. <laughs> I'm not fifth because it's impressive because I thought I was going to get sixth out of everyone. But then I'm fourth. So and close. top three top three go on to state. And that is worse than not finally. Yeah. It's coming so close to going to state and then just 
not not making it. You get fourth by like a point or two, and it just that was a terrible experience. Funny thing happened though. Jake did the same thing really? that same year. His freshman year is when he started speech two, and he got fourth place in. Uh, he was in the category of humorous interpretation. I was gonna say like I don't remember if you've said that before. Yeah, he was in humorous interpretation, okay. which is basically you get a script and you memorize it and you learn comedic beats, you learn all that fun gestures and stuff, how to make your characters distinct. So it's basically storytelling, but you only tell one story and it's ten minutes instead of seven. Okay. And it doesn't have a moral of it. But yeah, he got fourth at sections. I got fourth at sections. We were both bummed together. Mm. But then we made up for it. We both went to state our 10th grade year and our 11th grade year, which is funny. My junior year, I drew three of the stories that I never was ever going to do if I drew them. (laughs) And I had half an hour to basically improv it because I had nothing ready. And then I ended up winning sections. You just happened to do that. I just happened to do that because I don't know. I didn't even, like, when I was in the practice room getting ready for this, I didn't even make it through the whole story in that half hour. I was like, okay, I'll iron out this first part. Hopefully I can coast it to the end. (laughs) But apparently they really loved it, and I won sections that year. When you accidentally win sections, you know you're doing something right. And then I went... My senior year, and Jake didn't go his senior year. He got sixth at sections uh, senior year. I got first at section senior year. No big deal or anything. Sure, no big deal. Uh, I'm humble too, if you can't tell. <laughs> but uh, my state, this was the farthest I'd ever gone in any competition I was yeah. in. So speech was a big deal for me because I felt like I was actually good at it. Yeah. And it was great. I love speech. So my 10th grade year of uh, storytelling at state, I got like 80th. <laughs> I sucked compared to everyone else. Yeah. But I was just excited to be there. Exactly. And I was in 10th grade. Hey, and was, that's the right attitude to have. Yeah. I was I was in 10th grade. I had my whole career ahead of me. 11th grade comes around, and we had, like, I was starting to get notorious within <laughs> our speech uh, club. And uh, we had, like, six people in storytelling, counting me, my ex-girlfriend, um, and then some other little younger kids. Sections of 11th grade, Murray County Central wipes it. Mm. Top three are all from Heck yeah. us. Heck so yeah. we go there for state, and I am one point away from finaling at state, which I didn't know until like I saw the sheets, because mm. before they were just like, hey, here's who finaled, and you didn't know how close you got but then senior year comes around. Okay. And I redeemed myself again, somehow. Somehow. I I didn't do too hot in the preliminary uh, ones, like the preliminary um, meets, the invitational. Yeah. That year I was just, I, I don't know what happened to begin with, but I wasn't, normally I'd go first, like, every invitational I was at, and people knew me, they were like, oh, he's going to get first at storytelling, it's fine, it's whatever, we don't even, we don't even care. <laughs> I got six for the first time at one of an invitational since, like, ninth grade, uh, my senior year, and that kind of that kind of was like, oh, wow, okay. A, like, wake me up. Yeah, so I hyper-focused a lot, I really perfected my craft, and I, I started pulling, it was like a it was like ninth grade all over again, except mm-hmm. now I actually knew what I was doing. Yeah. And I, I began pulling my weight again, and I I won sec- subsections, and then I won sections too, and this other girl from our class didn't final, or well, no, I don't, no, she didn't final, which was really weird because, like, basically all year long she had been beating me because... Again, I was, I was kind of slacking to begin with. <laughs> so I won sections, and she didn't even final, which was really weird. But then we go to state, and the, the, the bus ride up to state is just wild. And, and where is stuff. state again? For Apple Valley. Minnesota. It's in Apple, Apple Valley. Valley. Okay. It, it changes every couple years. I don't know where it is going to okay. be this year, but for my runs at state, they were all in Apple Valley, uh, the high school there. And 
the ride up there was a different story all in of itself. We had to leave a day early because that was like during all those ice storms and stuff. Yeah. So we left a day early to go to the hotel and we didn't know if we were going to get a room in the hotel because our manager or like our activities director was such a cheap, <laughs> I can't even say that word on air, but <laughs> he was, he was cheap. So we got a room there and we spent two days practicing with myself and some of the other people that made it to state from their own respective categories. And the state comes around. I do uh, in in prelims. I'm I'm going through it. I get one story that I'm really confident on. I really nailed that one out of the park. My second drawings for second round were not too good. I got a story that I was okay with, but like I hadn't told it for a while, and I was like, okay, I can make this work. But it's at state, so it's so pressured. Mm -hmm. And I make that one work, and then I get another story that I'm pretty confident in. Uh, third round and then we're done where we wait for a while and we were in like mrs hildebrandt dear old mrs hildebrandt <laughs> wanted to get a picture of all the people who had made it to state in front of the state sign because she was very very sentimental and she wanted to mm -hmm. get pictures of stuff like that and we were getting in line for that when all of a sudden the tv behind us flashed on with the uh, finalist for storytelling. And at the very bottom of that list was Kale Inglekiss. And <laughs> let me tell you, people freaked out. And I didn't know what was going on because I was standing in front of this sign as my mom and my dad and my uh, some of my friends' uh, parents were there taking pictures of it. And Mrs. Hildebrandt was there and everyone freaked out. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to the draw room now. <laughs> so I go to the draw room and I'm last. So I get the bottom of the barrel picks, oh, no. which sucks. But, but you managed, right? Well, funny well, story about there. that. When I, senior year, we had a story called Chicken Lickin', which was Chicken Little, but like the actual version of it. Okay. And that story kind of really sucked because there were like eight <laughs> characters that you have to keep consistent and like you have to have poses and voices and all that stuff for eight characters, seven minutes. It was a big, it was something. So the joke for that one was, if you draw chicken licking, you have to do it. Mm. And that was the best one I drew. Because <laughs> I knew how to tell that one. And the other two, I wasn't as confident on. Yeah. So I tell chicken licking, state finals, and I end up getting second. At state. Second in state with chicken licking. Oh my gosh. Chicken licking. Yeah. Who would have thunk? <laughs> I certainly did. I was like, wow, that really sucked. <laughs> And then, like, I'm standing up there on stage for a speech, and they're calling all these names. I'm like, did they forget about me? Why am I so high up? And I got second. I was beyond the moon with that. I was like, okay, I'll take it. I mean, we'll take it. I'll take it, yeah. I mean, do you want us to give it to somebody? No, 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 we're fine, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. So that was the first time we had a storyteller final in forever. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I mean state anything is huge and that's just like a completely different environment like For real. i mean when you say coach i was like immediately like huh but i mean it yeah like voice. my whole thing is sports and then i'm like oh well yeah that's just a different world but yeah it's really cool it's actually pretty similar to how sports i mean coach when you're work. talking about practice and when yeah. you're talking about strategy like it is the same. It is. It's, it's just, just you don't think of it right away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my speech experience yeah, kind as well. Of big deal. You know, kind of a big deal. Second place in state, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> Hence why you talk a lot now. Absolutely. I was like, okay, I really love speech. I want to make this a career. Mm -hmm. And that's why I am in a double major here at University of Sioux Falls in Media Studies and CST, also known as Communication Studies and Theater. Well, there's not much else to say there. Nope. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what? So, um, what is your dream goal? I guess uh, end goal. I think my end end goal would be voice acting. Like I would love to be a voice actor. That would be so much fun to do. And I guess that can be done like just about anywhere. So I wouldn't yeah. really have to adjust where I live unless like 
there's a big company or something that wants yeah. me, like if Disney or something wanted me, like God, that won't happen. But if it did, I'd have to. Well, probably also, move you up. thought state wouldn't happen. Uh, that's true. That's fair. Uh, I'm just saying. All you gotta do is never say perfect, never. Perfect your perfect craft, your crap. Perfect. Your yeah, craft. all the big stuff is out in either California or New York or something yeah. like that. So I guess in that case, I would have to move. But if I'm just making or a Bollywood, living, yeah, or, or I could go to India. You can do that. It's yeah, fine. Right, yeah. So yeah. you know, I could definitely see you as a voice actor, yeah. though. And end goal is voice acting. That'd be something I'd love to do. That's something I'm very passionate about. Something I would just love to do. Uh, another thing I would probably like. I, I mean, I won't turn down anything in radio or like broadcasting on the news or anything like that. Yeah. Basically, I just want to get paid to talk. <laughs> you if know you what? can't tell, I'm really good that's, at it. That's the dream, man. That's the dream. Yeah. So, like, I don't really see myself doing anything with my theater degree, but it, it'll look good on resumes, basically. Yeah. It's like, if you're not afraid to act in front of people, you're obviously not going to be afraid to talk in front of people. Yeah. I mean, and just social skills in general. Not that... Not that there aren't actors that just keep to themselves, like but Joaquin normally, Phoenix. yeah, Joker. Yeah, Joker. Uh, but, you know, like, yeah. primarily, those are some outgoing people. So Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, I won't turn down any acting jobs either, to be honest. If, like, they want me in a movie, I'll be, yeah, sure, whatever, you can have my time. I mean, fine, I guess. If Absolutely. you're going to pay me, it's fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's... Yeah, I, those are the places that I want to take my life, and it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm always down for more uh, stuff. Exactly. More stuff. Well, um, I think we better wrap up here soon. Um, we got to figure out a lot of stuff, especially yeah. Two Chaps and Mike. This year is... A little um, up in the air. Everything is up in the air, and this week being on campus so far has just been a whirlwind. Yeah, um, for real. All these new regulations, I, I don't like them, but I mean, I'll do whatever yeah. I can to stay on campus because I've, I love it here. I love the people here. Exactly. I love all the activities that we can do here. I've Improv is something my high school didn't have, and I've mm -hmm. absolutely fallen in love with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did. Shoots and Ladders League. Shoots also, and Ladders League, man. Don't forget about that. Never forget Shoots and Ladders League. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot to figure out, but, you know. We'll figure it out, I'm sure. And we'll, we'll definitely be producing, we didn't forget, we will be producing the content oh. from that day where we met in Mankato, in Mankato oh. at the end of July. Sorry. Are you good? Passing a kidney stone up my throat. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> how do we move from that? Uh, but we will be uh, putting out that. Uh, we've got a few videos. I think we got three. I think it might be two, though. But... Yeah. Just keep an eye out on the Two Chaps and a Mic YouTube channel if you don't already subscribe. I mean, come on, subscribe. Come on, what's wrong with you? Um, not that some of the content, I'll be straightforward. It's not I, good. It's not great. I wish that I had more access to editing, better editing stuff at right. home. Um, I mean, granted, when we did have access, when I did the, or when I edited the 4th of July video, that one was pretty good i mean just us at home drinking mountain dew i mean come on living the dream you know but yeah we'll eventually get those videos up and one of them i'm very excited for the bowling one yeah i mean yeah parker sucks at bowling Basically, basically, yeah. Parker's not very good at bowling, unlike I, myself and Jake. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know how I got beat out by uh, cross country runners, but it, it is what it well, is. Basically, you're not that good. Well, I wasn't last the first game, but no. overall, I was dead last, and I yeah, was dead well, last I gotta, the second game. But. I got a strike with the freaking uh, the, <laughs> the ramp. Yeah, the ramp. <laughs> We're. We, we can't give away too much, though. All I can say is... I mean, we, maybe I did. You'll never know. Let's see what's maybe. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of good one-liners. I that Some of them, I'm sure, we'll rewatch it when we're editing, and we'll find we'll, some we'll, uh, golden nuggets in there. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, we always find golden nuggets. Who knows? Maybe we'll uh, re take another look at the um, the Walmart run video that we did in the spring, and maybe we'll actually get that one to upload because yeah. that one had some good one-liners too, like Walmart. Walmart. Welcome to Walmart. But yeah, we'll definitely have to get that out there. And yeah. So I guess yeah. just stay tuned with two chaps. Kale, thank you so much for Absolutely. It was an honor to be here, sir. You are the first guest that I've had on the show. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the PBN Jargon Podcast. I say this week's episode very loosely because the schedule for when I release a podcast episode is going to be changing. Uh, it will be very irregular. So if you want to be in tune with when the releasing of a podcast episode will be, make sure that you follow PBN Jargon Podcast on Instagram at PBN Jargon Podcast or you know what? You, you'll probably see me around campus if you're a USF student. I'll share it on all forms of social media. So if you want to stay up to date with that, uh, I highly recommend following on Instagram. That is the best way to know about any updates. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I love all the support that I've been getting for this podcast. And you know what? This is one thing that I really love to do. Uh, we'll also be continuing on, hopefully in the next episode, I'll be doing this segment of Mailbox, where I will be taking questions, comments, concerns, literally anything, and I'll reply to it on the podcast. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, literally any comment, send it to either the Instagram page, or you can send an email to pbnjargonpodcast at gmail.com. So thank you so much for listening and take it easy.